and welcome back to the Novelty Podcast. My name is Mar. And I'm Sadie. And this is the podcast where we read the books so you don't have to. And this week we're going to spill the tea on a really interesting book that is called The Last Thing He Told Me. Mm. And so, Mar, do you want to just give us a little a little taste of what we're going to talk about today? Yes. What this book's about. This book is by Laura Dave. Um, and this is just a little clip it, clip it. A little clip it of what she said. A little snippet. Snip Come it. on. Here's a little snippet of a what. A clip and a snippet. <laughs> of what the book is about. So here we go. <clears throat> Before Owen Michaels disappears, he manages to smuggle a note to his beloved wife of one year saying, protect her. Despite her confusion and fear, Hannah Hall knows exactly to whom the note refers. Owen's 16-year-old daughter, Bailey. Bailey, who lost her mother tragically as a child. Bailey, who wants absolutely nothing to do with her new stepmother. As Hannah's increasingly desperate calls to Owen go unanswered. As the FBI arrests Owen's boss. As a U.S. Marshal and federal agents arrive at her Sausalito home unannounced. Hannah quickly realizes her husband isn't who he said he was. And that Bailey just may hold the key to figuring out Owen's true identity and why he really disappeared. Come on. So basically there's a prologue at the very start of this book and you learn right away that her husband disappears. You don't know why, you don't know what, but always you are hooked Mm. from the very beginning of this book. I was hooked. I was hooked. I was also terrified because I was like, if this (laughs) is going to make me start doubting my husband. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Oh, you didn't? No, but I am now. (laughs) I I literally was like, oh my gosh, what if Joel, I drop him off at his work as an audiologist and he goes and does a completely different job. I told you there's a basement. (gasps) What? That is work. Remember? No, we used to have this joke that like Joel actually worked in the basement. Oh yeah, true. Which and is he, so creepy. He's got another job. But that's so dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it did. It did give me the the spookies a little. Yeah. Bit. But basically, what did you think when we picked this book? You actually picked this book. I did. Yes. And so, why were you drawn to it? What were you excited about? So I was just. Like we've said before, like, I really like um, fiction books just because, like, I love the stories. I love, you know, and I sometimes put myself in them. Like, I am Hannah. Like, I was going <laughs> through this. Like, it was, I was like, my husband is gone. Like, that's how I felt. But I picked the book just because, like, uh, what we just read, you guys, there's a little bit more in there, but we didn't want to give stuff away. But I, I thought it was interesting. I was yeah. like, I need to know where this man went. And so that's, that's why I picked it. Yeah, I loved it. I was, when you showed it to me, I was like, ooh, I'm into that. Because the title sounded really interesting. Mm-hmm. The last thing he told me, it's like, ooh. And I was like, what did he tell her? Well, also, <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> but also, you don't like thrillers or anything <gasps> yes. kind of creepy. And so I was actually very excited because I thought this was going to be more of a I thought it thriller. was too. Yes, because I've read some thriller books and you cannot put them down because mm-hmm. you absolutely need to know what has happened and if the killer is in your home or not. Yeah. Sadie, you know I am not the one to be talking to like that, ma'am. But anyway, so I was thinking this was going to be more of a thriller book, but it wasn't. I mean, it was it was was thrilling to read. (laughs) It was suspenseful, I guess. You definitely. So the first half of the book, uh, or I guess right away, you learn. Okay, her husband is missing, Mm -hmm. and you the whole book and the whole plot line is. Hannah, the main character, trying to figure out who is her husband actually and where did he go? Yeah. And so 
I think it catches you, it hooks you in right away because, I mean, that's just interesting. Yes. That plot line is good. Um, And so I guess what I would be curious about is what was your favorite, least favorite parts of this book? Like, what were you loving? And then Mm. what were you kind of like, eh, not for me. Yeah. I would definitely say, well, number one, I liked how normal they were. Mm. Like, how normal their life was. So Hannah, who is, I guess, the main character, right? Yes. I was just about to say, Hannah, though, her her life is not normal because she is a freaking woodturner from New York. Yeah, but that I feel like... It's a dream job. Are you kidding me? That is a dream job, but it's not something that's like, I feel like what people put... It's accessible? Put, it's, yeah. Okay. Well, it's like, I don't know. It's just like, she seems down to earth, I guess okay, is what yes, I should yes. say more. Like, even though they both make a lot of money because he's into coding and stuff like that, and she's this woodturner who makes amazing pieces, it got put... It got acknowledgement in like a really good magazine. So tons of people buy her pieces like architectural digest. Come on. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it was called. Like I, <laughs> she like she does so well for herself, but they don't seem to act like it. And I so agree, yeah. they seem like normal people to me. Okay. And so I really liked that aspect of like, oh, this could happen to anybody. Like it didn't happen just because they had money. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, ha- you know, this mysterious just happened because of like what her husband was doing, mm-hmm. you know? And so I liked that. And I also really liked how Bailey, who is Owen's daughter, right? She lost, like we said, she lost her mom in a tragic accident. Um, and so she, it was always just her and her dad. And so it, inviting a new person into her life where she had to share a dad with, she was not very thrilled about. Mm-hmm. So like she wasn't super mean to Hannah, but you could, she made it known that she doesn't want to be around Hannah. But throughout the story, you see them start to become closer and her recognizing that Hannah is the only person she has now. And so I love seeing that dynamic grow. Yeah. 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 That was really good. No, I think um, I, I really enjoyed, I guess I really enjoyed the opening. I Mm. enjoyed the plot line. I really liked the characterization. I love, I mean, I looked up what Sausalito looks like. It's right outside of San Francisco. It's like across the Bay area. I could be wrong, but that's what it looked like from when I searched it, but it's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. It's picturesque. It's like this fun little town. Um, and then I also love the imagery of her and her working in New York City mm. and working with architecture and the meeting because they met Owen and Hannah met in New York. Yeah, through his boss. Mm-hmm. And who is his boss? His boss's name is Abbott mm-hmm. and his wife's name is Belle. And so how they kind of meet is Belle was obsessed with Hannah's work. She loved the furniture. It, they were always like unique pieces Mm -hmm. and so she was a very big client and one day she has her husband who is Abbott who is Owen's boss go to her like business basically go to Hannah's business to check out one of the pieces she's working on for them Abbott walks in and he's like oh yep looks great whatever it's a table you know what am I supposed to see and then with him is Owen because at the time Owen is basically his right hand man right you know he's kind of almost like his assistant but he is like Halfway in the company, I guess. Yeah, like Abbott needs him Mm -hmm. for the company to work. And so Owen is with Abbott to just check out this furniture piece. And that is when he meets Hannah. And so he's just... Also, Abbott is not a good person. No, he is not. He is not. He's a shady character you'll come to find out. He loves dirty money is what that is. (laughs) Well, okay. I think maybe he wants clean money. But if he can't get the clean money, he's going to do dirty things to get what he needs i agree for his business i agree he's a greedy one yes and what they do Abbott is the owner of the shop and if you don't know what the shop is 
I don't think it's a real thing. I don't think it is a real thing, but I think the idea of a startup, a tech company, that's totally um, yeah. realistic. And what they do there is they kind of do all the programs where like, if you are a mother or a father, like you, like, and you download those apps for your kids or you can see everything that they're doing on their phones. That's what they did. They built that software. So you would be able to basically get on their privacy so maybe we shouldn't <laughs> i don't know put that in the wrong hands well here's the thing um would you use that for your children a hundred percent yes <laughs> she says i already am i am yes. fine anything he sees i see <laughs> amen no i definitely would and also malachi everyone always malachi is my oldest he's two <laughs> he is my <laughs> oldest and all, everyone always makes like a joke about him being on house arrest because <laughs> i have this little bracelet on his ankle and nobody ever knows what it is but it's an air tag it's an apple air tag and so wherever he goes it only is on if we leave the house right you know because we live in a city and it doesn't matter if you live in a city or not you got baby snatchers out there if he was wearing it in your house then i would definitely say this kid is under house uh, arrest. yeah <laughs> he only wears it when we go out but that way if i leave him with a babysitter if he someone does try to take him like it's usually when he's walking around you can't see it because it's under his pants but if he sits down everyone's like house arrest <laughs> but i always know where my child is and right. for me like i've always been scared of that stuff my dad's a police officer my mom works in human services so they always saw the bad side of people which there's ups and downsides to that so i was always taught like stranger danger is a very real thing sure. yeah no and i think it's very interesting so the the um software that they're developing it kind of plays into why Owen goes missing. Mm. And so early on, you find out. So uh, Hannah is taking Bailey to school. She's going to go pick her up from school. And she's in her car. This is at the very beginning of the book. This is what opens up the story. Wait. Oh, go ahead. Before that, that's when the little girl comes to the door with a note. Oh, <gasps> wait. Okay. Tell us about it. Wait, are you? <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> okay. Well, basically, this young girl, like 12 years old, something comes up to the door at Hannah's house. And she essentially gives her this note. And is that when she gives her the bag as well? No. Okay. So she just gives her this note and it says, all it says on it is protect her. And that's it. Yeah. And so this note is from Owen. Mm -hmm. Very creepy. Immediately. Like if I got a little child straight up at my door, <laughs> giving me a note in Joel's hand, right? And saying, protect her. Yeah. So spooky. And so Hannah's kind of confused. She's like, what is going on? And then that's when she goes to pick up her daughter. Yes. from Or her stepdaughter yeah. from school. And so she goes to pick her up. She's sitting in the car. And on the radio, mm -hmm. there comes one of those like bulletin, like a little notices about the shop, which is where her husband works. And it talks about how essentially the FBI have stormed it, the avid mm -hmm. is under arrest yep and his wife has flown the flung the scene flown the scene fled the fled. scene <laughs> she, <laughs> she has fled the scene and yeah so essentially she's hearing that her husband's company is stuff is hitting the fan yeah and she does not know what is going on and she is now has this creepy note from this child so then bailey comes out of the school mm. And that's when she has the bag. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So Bailey gets in the car, which first of all, Hannah usually isn't the one that picks her up because she'd rather have Owen be there. And so when um, Bailey leaves the house to go to her, 
play practice because she's gonna play she's like if your father's not back yet i'll pick you up and she's like well why wouldn't my father be back and hannah had this note and she's like um no reason. no reason but like i was just saying like someone will be there to pick you up so she's bailey finally gets in the car and bailey's just looking like worse than usual basically like mm-hmm. she just looks like she's seen a ghost she you know hannah's like what's wrong are you okay and then she's like i don't understand what's going on and i in that moment i thought hannah was probably thinking like oh she heard about the shop because i just heard about the shop mm-hmm. and then she's so she's like well what do you mean and then she hands her this note which is a note from her father that's just saying like don't forget who I am. Is you it, know who I am. You know what matters about me most. Yes. A very cryptic, strange yes. way to phrase something. And he said, listen to Hannah, like, do what she says and, like, be good, basically, is what the note said. And then she has this bag, this duffel bag. And, Sadie, what is in this bag? There is 60 or 600 $600,000 $600, in cash. Yes. In a bag. And counting, because she stopped counting at 60 rolls, and each roll had $10,000 in it. I was like, can I get one of those rolls? <laughs> we said, we would love that. Thank you very much. Um, And so, just very, very suspicious, very creepy. Automatically, the reader is going, okay, who is this Owen guy? Who's mm. the husband? What's the situation? Um, And so... Because the shop was under fraudulent activity. That was the problem. They had this software mm-hmm. that was, you know, that we already told you about. And apparently they like had it on stocks. People could invest in it. But it was before the software was working. And they were just telling people that it was working when it actually wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it was Owen's job, right, to get it to be working. And so they were so close to getting it to be working. But people found out about it before. And so that's why... Abbott was getting arrested. All these people were getting arrested because of the fraudulent activity. You know what this reminded me of? I'm just looking at him now because I can't remember her name. Uh, the Elizabeth Holmes situation. Did you ever know anything about that? Wait, no, what? Okay, so Elizabeth Holmes was basically a fraudster. She was this biotech um, entrepreneur and she was kind of like a wannabe Steve Jobs. And oh. so she would wear like the black turtleneck and everything like that. And this was very recent that she started this company called Theranos. And so she essentially was trying to figure out a way that instead of having to get your blood drawn, you and go to IV and all these different things, like all the painful numerous draws, mm. you could just prick your finger. She was trying to create a material, a, a uh, equipment or mechanism. Was there a movie about this? A movie was about this and I never went and saw it because I thought it was going to be scary. I don't know if I've watched the movie. I was listening to this through a podcast, like a reporter podcast series. But this is a true thing, though. Yes, this is a true thing. This is what it reminds me of, honestly, because she was being a she was being fraudulent because she was trying to say to all these investors, oh, we have this device. It's ready to go because it would basically prick your finger and that's all you had to do. And it could tell you. It could run wow. hundreds and hundreds of programs to tell you if you had any kind of disease or any kind of cancer potential, um, sickness, anything. And so obviously that's amazing, right? Yeah. Like it would be so nice to go and just have that little finger break. And so she was lying to all these investors oh my gosh. and getting them to invest so much money. And then they were hiring all these extremely famous um, technicians, uh from marketers, from all sorts, from different scientists, they were hiring all these extremely credible people. And so she, her company looked legitimate. So to all of these different investors and different people sitting on the board, her company looked legitimate. Oh and goodness. so then it she started putting them in CVSs <gasps> no way. without the product being functional. 
So her whole team, this is real, her whole team knew. And all these people were going to her, going to the higher ups of the company saying, you know, this is not ready for distribution yet. This is not ready. And oh my she gosh. was pushing it through, getting it into all these different places. Um, and so anyway, it literally reminds me of that, of being like a fraudulent company and trying to say that the work is ready and it's not. And that's what it reminds me of. Crazy. To be honest, I need to know my laws a little bit better because halfway through when they were like, oh, fraudulent activity because they said their software was ready, even though it wasn't. But it wasn't. I was like, what's wrong with that? Like, I, I generally was like, because they hadn't come out with the software yet. Right. They just told people the idea and that it was working. It's but in reality, it, money. OK. And in fact. <laughs> But I was like, that okay, yeah. I was just thinking, like, well, if it's gonna be ready by the time they're like date, like, does it matter? It's because they were lying about the where it was at in production. So if you have someone that's wanting to invest in a startup and you say, This is our plan, this is our dreams, this is kind of the viability of the product, then of course people can say, Okay, we can't see a product yet, but we want to invest in this idea. We want to be at the start of this company. Mm. But as that goes on, if they're saying, okay, we're going to put it into production this date, and then they kept keep just pushing it, pushing it back and pushing it back and then lying about where it's at yeah. while accepting the money and front facing, like outward facing, they're showing to the world and investors, no, this product is great. It's working. It's yeah. up and running. That's where you get some murky yeah, waters. Yeah, I know. We don't believe in lying, y'all. I wasn't saying I was going to do it. But I was like, I was like, is that really against the law, though? I didn't know that. Mars, like, can we? It's against the law to, fly, the, to lie. Okay. Some people would disagree. Some people think white lies are not. Anyway. Yeah, well, Jesus says otherwise. It's so, agreed. Sorry. Agreed. <laughs> okay, so I'm curious about what you thought of Hannah's relationship with Bailey as this kind of progresses. So Owen is essentially out of the picture. And the whole plot of this book is them trying to figure out what the heck happened to her husband and Bailey's dad and where is he and who is he because they're starting to realize things are not what they thought so I'm curious as the story goes on what did you think about their dynamic because essentially Bailey gets forced into having to be closer to her stepmom who she prior did not like being around yeah I mean I think it's I think it's crazy so the, the day after that she gets like this note right um Hannah is sitting on her porch and there's a guy there, which his name is Grady. Grady. What an interesting name. Or like Gravy. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought when I. And he was from and he was from Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. And he said that he was a U.S. Marshal. And so she's already like Hannah's recognizing that people are already coming to her door because Owen looks guilty. Right. He was in, involved in something and then he just fled. He, no, one he left. no one can find him. And so she was really struggling with the fact, like, is my husband actually a part of this or is he innocent? And that's like why he left. But she was definitely certain that though Owen would only ever leave if he thought it was what was best for Bailey his daughter she's like he's not the type of guy he would have went to prison and like he but he thought this was best for bailey and she was hanging on to that and no matter who was like investigating her and stuff like that who was trying to say like we think owen is a part of this and then there were some investigators that were like no we don't think owen's involved at all but we still need to ask him questions and the fact that he fled it does not make him look innocent mm -hmm. and so bailey like comes home and she sits down and I notice right away that like even though her dad left her a note saying that you have to listen to Hannah, I see that Hannah is still she's still wanting to win Bailey's trust because ever since she met Bailey, she's always being kind, allowing her to do whatever, allowing her to kind of be mean to her because she recognized, which I love this about Hannah. 
she recognized that it would be hard for a teenage girl to have a new mom. Of course. Yeah. You know? And so right away though, like she's trying to drink out of the wine glass. She's like, would you like a smoke? I got some weed. Like honestly just- hilarious. Literally immediately is like gone rogue. Immediately gone rogue. And so basically, you know, I see that. But then as the story goes out, because then she recognizes that, okay, this person that came to talk to me is from Austin, Texas. And then when another agent came to talk to her, they're like, why is someone from Austin, Texas talking to you about this? They have no reason being in this case. That's when she was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Why is someone from Austin, Texas? And so she asked Bailey, like, have you ever been to Austin, Texas? And she's like, I think I was there once for a wedding, but I can't remember Mm -hmm. and hannah just decides to call it mother instinct even though she's not bailey's mom it's like the very next day she's like we're going to austin texas and so just their dynamic through that of watching bailey starting to trust her because she's literally all she's got and she's the person that's trying to help her find her dad you start to see her respect her a little bit more and even listen to her yeah the one thing i was curious too because i noticed their dynamic shifting a lot where Hannah essentially said, if this is going to work, if she's going to be Bailey's guardian, if she's going to be the one that Bailey is speaking with and responsible to, then she's going to have to win her trust, quote unquote, by being just completely transparent about everything going on. Mm. I was curious what you thought of that, because I think there's a dynamic as an adult and a young person of recognizing that you are going to understand things at a different perspective than they are. And so being transparent and being open about the situation, I think can be really helpful, but also it can add some unnecessary, I guess, stressors or worries on the kid Mm. if they're being told completely everything that is going on. Yeah. So I guess I was curious what you thought about, because I thought the only dynamic I didn't love so much was, it felt like Hannah was having to cater to Bailey and being like, okay, like you said, kind of just even sometimes you just let her treat her poorly because she's Mm. like, oh, trying to be so understanding. Yeah. But then at the same time, it felt like she was more worried about trying to keep Bailey liking her and listening to her versus, I don't know, figuring out how to handle this situation. And I don't know. I was just curious of what you thought of that dynamic. Yeah, I think her reasoning for maybe not always telling her what was going on right away or the reason she was catering to her is because I don't think she necessarily knew how she felt about it yet. Like all the new news that she was getting. What I'm saying is I thought she was, I thought she was trying to communicate everything. She remember she would keep saying like the only way that I'm going to get Bailey to trust me is if I'm just honest with her. So she would tell her, everything going on i feel i thought that only happened like halfway through the book when they were at that diner because the whole way like towards that like she would keep little things because i think she was trying to protect the opinion that bailey Mm -hmm. had of owen because like oh sure even right away she didn't tell her about the note i don't think she ever told her about the note that she got from the kid oh yeah that protect me yeah and then she would remember things about like how one time she got a glimpse of maybe she knew that owen wasn't who he said he was because they ran into this buddy once and he was like the buddy was like no way back from austin texas has it been like 25 years and owen so so like such a good actor yeah was like i'm sorry man but i I think got the wrong person asked my wife i've never been like a prom king of anything because this guy was like how does the guy who is like prom king all the time end up out here you know and but then she remembered that and so Mm -hmm. but she didn't tell bailey right you didn't she easily could have yeah and i think when they were at the um 
And so I think maybe halfway through is when she's like, I need to start telling her what's actually going on and the new news that I'm figuring out. Because like to Bailey, like she feels like in the dark and just getting thrown around. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess the only I guess maybe actually then my issue is with the writer, because I feel like the writer was always Miss Dave. Is that her name? Laura Dave. Laura Dave. Miss Dave. Miss Dave. I feel like she was always it, you know, you know how in certain writing styles they will show you what the uh, protagonist or the main character is thinking mm. based on you can just assume it based on what they're saying and doing. Yeah. But in this book, I feel like she would go, and this is why I had to do this action because oh, it yeah. really made me think of. Th- th- th-. So she would go on and explain all of her thinking, and I guess it just got a little muddled for me. So I yeah. guess th- maybe that's what I was annoyed by, and not necessarily there. Dynamic, I guess it was more about how the writer was showing Hannah's mm. thought process towards Bailey because it yeah. was just it felt very annoying to me where I was like, you don't have to keep telling us like, I just have to make sure that she understands and she trusts me. It's like, no, yeah. that's kind of like, I don't know. So maybe that was a pet peeve of mine. Maybe that just. Well, I do think you're right that sometimes like you might be reading her thoughts, but you could be confused and think that she was actually saying that to Bailey. Right. And you're like, wait, no, that was, she's thinking that she's not saying it. I feel like I just don't prefer that style of writing. It's like, you can show us what you're thinking based on what you are saying to the other characters and what you're doing, like how you're acting. You don't have to go then in a paragraph after a sentence that explains it. You don't have to go in detail about this is what I really am thinking. You know, we don't need that. We don't. True. Very true. But yeah, you're right. So they go to Austin, Texas, and that's when they just kind of start this mystery hunt of following all these little clues trying to figure out Mm -hmm. who owen is um and so i guess ultimately like what did you did you guess what the ending was did you guess what the big reveal is because the whole book up until i guess maybe three-fourths of the way is all about getting closer and closer to who owen really is yeah so I'm curious, as they're in Austin, Texas, and they're running around, did you have any clue? Do you have an idea of who you thought he was? No. I, I'm going to be honest. No. I always thought that, like, oh, well, to be honest, as I thought this was a thriller. I was like, he probably killed some people. Like, yes, that's what I thought, too. Like, you know. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. <laughs> but it was crazy. So they end up going to Austin, Texas, also because of the fact that Bailey remembered being there. And apparently there was only one time she could ever be there because they moved from Austin, Texas which she knew of, right? Well, they moved from, I thought they lived in New York and then moved to California. And so there was only this one tiny period where they could have been in. But that Texas. ended up not actually, which is, yes, what Hannah believed. But then she found out that they actually moved from Austin, Texas, because he lied about where he was from. Mm, so she was saying. They were living there. Right. So there was only, basically the year prior, it would have been too early for her to even remember anything. Yeah. And then the year after was when there was like records of her being in school and stuff in California. Yeah. So there's only one year that she, like from, that could match up with the memory that she had. And she had this memory of being at a wedding. And then she remembered her dad taking her over to a stadium, a football stadium, and seeing tons of orange. So basically, they went to the stadium. They were walking around trying to see if she could remember anything. Nothing was coming to her. She still wasn't really sure if that was the exact stadium or if they were in Austin, Texas when this happened. And Which so, also, this is all very uh, tiny, obscure clues. Yes. So this is where I think, for me, the story, I guess, felt a little flat or starts mm. to fall flat because I'm like... Okay, it was super interesting up until this point. But then now it's like you're chasing all these super unrealistic memories and like, I don't know, random things. It's like, I don't see 
if I was trying to figure this out with a Bailey's how old now? Oh, 16. Yeah. If I was trying to figure this out with a 16 year old, I couldn't remember stuff when I was eight. You know, what's crazy is that they could have done all this stuff from home. Why is that so true? Because the biggest memory is the fact that she was in a church. And so what they did is as soon as they're there, they're like, okay, well, let's start going around to churches. And then they found the church and they got a record of people that were there and they found two names, one Charlie Smith and one um, Andrea Smith. Mm hmm. Which you later find out that Charlie is related to Bailey, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and then, but at first they thought that was a dead end. And then, so they decided to go to the school of the professor that he always talked about. But the thing that is Owen that always talked about. Owen would tell them little memories that he had, but would lie about where they took place. Right. So he would say, he told them, he's like, you know, the, the best person, my professor he always said that I was the worst person in the class. And he hung up my grade to make sure that nobody would ever be as bad as me. And that's the only reason that his professor remembered him. So when they went to find him, you know, that's how he was able to give him a list of names from that class because apparently Owen Michaels wasn't even his real name. Right. So they start researching all these things and they're like, no, Owen Michaels doesn't exist because also with all of these, um, law enforcement people coming up to Hannah's house, Hannah called the only person that she knew who was a lawyer, which Mm. was her ex fiance in New York, which also random plot. It did not need to, it didn't didn't, need that. We didn't need that at all. No one. I mean, the lawyer part was great, but we didn't need any, it didn't need to be her ex fiance. Yeah. That didn't come into play at all. But, um, so she calls up her lawyer ex fiance in New York. And he's the one that tells her when she's in Austin, Texas, that actually there's no record for an Owen at all. And so like you're saying, so they look at the professor's records. And so now they're looking at a name of like 50 guys names and none of them are Owen, but one of them was him. Yes. And also, so it was a class rouser, right? And so he always told them that he fell in love with his first wife who tragically lost away, who passed away. And her name was Olivia. And the detail that he gave them was that he met her in college. That's where they fell in love. But as we mentioned before, he would say things that were true, but then lie about the details so they could never be traced back. And Hannah just never thought about researching this stuff because why would you, you know? And so as they're going through the list of names, they come across a person named kate smith and they're like smith where did i hear that name before it's like mentioning charlie smith is the person that got married at the wedding that bailey was at and so but when they look up this rouser and they see who kate is they're taken aback because tell me why this person looks just like bailey but is not the woman that he always showed a picture of to bailey as her mother like this kate person looks identical to bailey yes And they both sat there like in silence, both thinking it, but not saying it, that they're like, this is probably Bailey's real mother. And unfortunately, it starts growing this hope in Bailey that maybe he lied about the fact that her mother was dead. Right. Which is really messed up. I mean, that's why I'm saying, I guess, again, we'll we'll get to it at the end. But I'm just curious of if you think this whole lie was worth it when we find out why. Yeah, definitely not. I don't think so. No. But so she got her, she has her hopes up now. Bailey has her hopes up that, oh my gosh, maybe my mom is actually out there. Maybe this has been a whole lie or something's been going on. And so they find that Charlie Smith, right? Charlie Smith, the name, he and Kate, they're both linked to this bar that's nearby. Mm. They 
Charlie runs the bar and Kate was linked to, I can't remember how, but they find out that they were linked to this bar. So they're like, okay, we're going to go to this bar. And so Bailey waits out in the coffee shop nearby and Hannah goes into this bar and just like, I'm just going to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And so then the person behind the counter is Charlie. Yes. And she was thinking possibly. So the reason why that she remembered the bar is because there were pictures of Kate. Like when you just look her up on the internet, because she wasn't she like an actress or something like that. Like these people were well known, but living kind of minimal lives. At least Charlie was because he's the owner of this bar. And he basically there would be pictures of them in this bar. And that's what she when Bailey was like, wait, I remember that place because it actually happened to be the place that they all went to after that wedding to celebrate. Again, though, a 16 year old is not going to remember a, a memory of her at eight years old at a bar. Like, I just, but the thing is, like, I don't even think she was eight. She was younger than that. See, that's what I'm saying. Th- this is where sometimes I'm like, you, Miss Dave, you lose me because that's not yeah. realistic. But, but apparently she doesn't, she didn't necessarily remember being in the bar. She remembered, like, the out, like, flashes. Yeah. Like, if you ever flashed the memory, like, I remember a blue door, but I right. don't know. And then if you see it, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's it. Because right. it triggers your memory. Yeah. I think it was more of that. I think I just had no memory of, like, being a child. <laughs> that's so crazy. I do. You do? From when I was, like, two. You have memories from yes. when you were two? I mean, they're linked to trauma. So I think that might sure. be why. Okay. But it's like, I do, I do remember them like yeah, vivid I, stuff. I could not tell you like whenever people ask, what's your earliest memory? I, I could not tell you at all because <gasps> it, most of them are having to, I have to look, I think they come from my photo album. Mm. So like, I'll remember something, but then I also second guess myself wondering, oh, was that just because I have this picture. But it's it like or... it's you seeing something and it's triggering that memory in you. Yeah, maybe. So she sees the blue door and sure. she's like, oh, I remember this place now. Like it's like triggering right, something okay, in okay, you. Okay, I think that's like kind yeah. of what they were trying to get yeah. at. But it still is kind of unrealistic. Yeah. For the extreme that they're yes. going through. Yes. But she walks into this bar and she notices that she sees tons of pictures of Kate on the wall. And she's like, OK, how does this guy have connection to Kate? Because she wasn't really sure yet. And it turns out that that. Kate is Charlie's brother, sister. Mm-hmm. Kate and Charlie are siblings. <laughs> um, and so she starts asking questions to him, right? And she's trying to be all uh, nondescript and she's trying to be all subtle, but she's asking some very pointed questions. Yeah. Some very specific questions. So Charlie starts to get a little bit suspicious. He's like, why are you asking so many questions? Uh-huh. She's like, sorry. It's just like, I was just curious. And so he <laughs> just keep answering them because she would be like, I remember, like, this is crazy. I was here years ago with a girlfriend, and I just remember this waitress. She was so nice. Um, And I think it's that girl. And he points, she points to Kate, and he goes kind of cold. And he's like, no, there's no possible way. And that kind of confirms, unfortunately, to Hannah that Kate's no longer with them. Yeah, he he said as much that Kate is no longer with them. Yeah. Like it's passed away. He, he's like, oh, she's not around anymore. Mm-hmm. And so then that kind of broke Hannah's heart because she's like, oh, not Bailey finding out that she has a mother, but then also kind of having to accept that, well, she is dead. Mm-hmm. She's not alive. He didn't lie about that part. Right. You know? So what, I can't remember, what was the question that she asked that she goes together? Yes. So Charlie loses his mind because he finally, like, she's asking all these questions, trying to figure out how Owen is involved in this. Owen or whatever his name is. Um, we know you don't. Um, <laughs> he 
uh, so finally she pulls up a picture of Owen on her phone and she goes, oh, and before I go just crazy things, she's like, my girlfriend used to have a crush on this guy way back. She's like, I, you know, this town so well, it might be crazy, but I was just wondering if you knew him and if he's still like in town. Yeah. Saying that, oh, she was going to, her girlfriend always had a crush on him. So if she was around that she'll, she'll find hook him. Them up. She'll hook him up. Yeah. And so he, she shows him a picture of Owen and he gets like, this part actually scared me. It did. He jumps across the bar, basically cornering her. And he's like, who sent you? scared me because at this point we still didn't know why owen was saying he was owen why he changed his life right and so to me this was confirmation that like oh my gosh he did something bad he's a dangerous man that's why he killed his wife right that's oh honestly that makes a lot of sense because she finds out okay charlie is kate's brother now why does he hate owen so much right and i was like oh he killed kate crazy but he did not he didn't and so she so hannah takes off because now she's super scared charlie's getting a little bit aggressive so they take off well wait oh then bailey who was supposed to stay in the cafe across the store yes yes yes. what's she do she walks in because she just didn't want to wait any longer apparently and she walks in and charlie looks like he's seen a ghost he looks at her feels like he sees a ghost and then he goes Kristen, Mm. and she goes my name is not Kristen. And then Hannah g- grabs her and they bolt. And that's when they bolt. They it's bolt. So crazy. Honestly, that is that is pretty good. All right, Miss Dave. You can <laughs> You got me. You got me. I was like, oh my gosh, he knows Bailey as Kristen, which means that he also Owen also lied about Bailey's name. He yeah. lied about everything. Right. And so the big reveal, mm. what you come to learn, and you I'm trying to remember. So they take off from the bar. They're leaving. They're running away. They go back to their hotel and she, Hannah is saying, this is it. We need to pack up. We need to get out of here. This is dangerous. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to get Bailey out of here. So she starts packing up and she runs into the restroom, closes the door, is trying to take a second to compose herself. And she starts trying to figure out, okay, why was Charlie so scared when I show him a picture of Owen? Why did he call Bailey Kristen? Like, what is going on? So she rem- she remembers in one of the pictures at the bar, it's this clipping from a newspaper of Kate in a gown next to Charlie. And then on the sides of them is these two, this couple, but they're, they're, they're older people. And one of them is named is Nicholas Bell, mm-hmm. Nicholas Bell. And so he is basically not in any of the other photos of them, but he, this other couple, the other woman is. Mm-hmm. So She's like, who is this guy? What is his connection to them? Why isn't he in any other photos but the wife is? So then she searches Nicholas Bell's name, and that's how she discovers the truth about who Owen is. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so in this clipping, it basically tells you everything. It tells you that Nicholas Bell went to um, jail for six years, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for activity that was bad activity that was proven by owen which we now find out owen's real name is ethan young 
Ethan Young. Ethan Young, who went to the university in Austin, Texas, meets this woman named Kate Smith, falls in love. They have a baby together. He loves her so much, but is not the biggest fan of her father. And then, but they convince him that he is a good man. And so he starts working with him, trying to get his trust, building a software to allow Nicholas Bell to work for um, clients, because Nicholas Bell was a lawyer, Mm -hmm. to work for clients that he... shouldn't really be working for and he used to be called nicholas bell so owen slash ethan's Mm father-in-law he used to be known as the good lawyer quote-unquote where he would basically he would support and back and get all these people out of circumstances he was an excellent lawyer he would take on cases that people normally wouldn't but then there was one case that dealt with um someone got involved with distributing oxycontin like this drug and he they should have been put away like this yeah. person should have been put away but he got them off the hook he yeah. basically was so quote unquote good on his job as a lawyer that he got the charges dropped and this person did not have to do any time so then the that person was actually connected to this ring of dealers and very shady individuals who then started to only use Nicholas Bell as their lawyer so he kind of almost becomes their guy on retainer who yeah. is just there for um any kind of legal issue that they would have and mm-hmm. so then he just kind of essentially gets wrapped up into this whole bad group yeah but he still views himself as a good person a good dad because apparently he has such a soft demeanor because hannah will later meet him um and so basically owen is creating software to kind of er- erase those tracks so he doesn't get caught doing these things um and then what happens is unfortunately kate gets hit by a car and it was a hit and run and so owen slash ethan is led to believe because he sees how bad that her dad was he thinks that one of his guys that he put away he messed up or something and they killed kate as like basically proof of like don't mess with us right and so after that that is why he takes bailey and runs away that is why he changes their names because he also knows that he gave information to the police to put nicholas away to put his own father-in-law away yes and he knew that he worked for such bad people that he had to change their identities otherwise because their goal and still to this day years later is to kill ethan and he didn't want bailey wrapped up into that right and so yeah that's why so that's the whole big reveal which honestly it's kind of it kind of fell flat for me too. Yeah. I don't know why, but because this was such a promising plot line, it was such a exciting, like it was really, it kept me hooked for the yeah. first half of the book. But then you kind of, I guess that's what my question is to you is like, okay, so we didn't see that coming, right? We yeah. thought maybe he was a murderer. We thought maybe Owen slash Ethan was a killer. Maybe he mm. did something horrible. No, he's actually just a good guy who basically worked with the police, worked with the feds to put away a guy that was actually shady like nicholas bell was doing work that was shady because he in addition to um being the legal representative for these uh shifty dealers he would also get involved in like requesting or ordering yeah quote-unquote hits on people honestly so he was a shady person even though he didn't even though he felt like nicholas bell felt like Oh, no, I was just doing it to provide for my family and protect and all this stuff. No, he was shady. Yeah. And so Owen, such Ethan, was actually doing the right thing by working with the government to yeah. put away someone that was in high crime. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like it just makes me think of like, what do you think of that decision? Because he's lying to Bailey and Hannah. Mm. For almost no reason. Like, yeah. yes, I understand. He had to get away. He These people would have found him. Mm. I understand that. 
that aspect of this story. But I don't understand why he couldn't have told Hannah and Bailey. At least like so he starts dating Hannah, right? Yeah. You don't tell someone something like that on your first day, your second day. You're not you don't know if you're going to be with them. Yeah. But once he's like, I'm going to marry you. I feel like that's something that he could say. I don't know why, you know? Well, apparently, sorry, I just had a cough attack. <laughs> apparently, though, is like he told Grady and Grady, once again, is that U.S. Marshal that Owen kind of hired to keep him safe. Right. So he would talk to Grady every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry. He would talk to Grady every once in a while and he told him about Hannah. He's like, I'm going to get married. And he's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he goes, well, I'm going to do it anyways, because he thought that his past Grady thought his past would come back and that they would connect him to Hannah. And so he says, well, if you're going to marry her, you need to at least lie about your past. And I think he said that because he thought it would protect Hannah. Because if Hannah knew about the past, then as if some way, maybe she would slip up and like, cause people were always walking around trying to look for a clue. Like people always had eyes, you know? Right. And so I think also the Nicholas Bell story got widely reported. It was all over the news. So everyone kind of knew of yeah. Nicholas Bell, the famous lawyer who was put away, all that stuff. So maybe, maybe he thought since Grady didn't know Hannah, maybe he thought that Hannah would expose Ethan. Yeah. I just feel like. I don't know. I thought that was a weak reason. I feel like if you are getting married to someone, to me, it's you could tell them that you could say, because at that point, honestly, they're in love with you. So and you didn't do anything wrong. But I think he was probably also scared that Hannah would walk away because Hannah even asked herself, if I knew this before, would I have married him? She says yes. Right. But I don't know if she would have. Would you? If your husband. No. Because he's not my husband at the point. If my if someone I am dating says, I need to be honest with you because we've been dating for a while and I love you and I want to marry you. This is my actual life. I'm running. I'd say, I'm not running with you. <laughs> okay, but no, listen. I would, if they came to me, if, if literally the person I'm going to marry says, hey, I need to let you know. I'm running because I'm a, I'm a criminal. And I would be like, okay, sweetie, keep running because mm. <laughs> I will be reporting you right now. If they told me, Okay, I have had to legally change my name and my past because I have reported on my dead wife's dad. I have yeah. reported on my father-in-law of put this criminal away. The police are in on the whole thing. I was working with them. And if they could show me that, then I'd be like, well, that completely sucks that you have had to change your life and you're not who I thought you were. But I wouldn't, I don't think I would leave. I would leave. Oh, <gasps> This is why, because you're also telling me that there are men still looking for you, that you are in danger, that your child is in danger. And the only reason you're not born, that's hot. Okay. (laughs) You run with them. (laughs) You know how spooked I get. If I would be looking around 24 seven, I'd be like someone's because then now that I know I am an accomplice and I'm helping you run. And the second they find out that I know and I'm helping you run, I'm dead too. You also have the. Uh, actual government on your side that you've been Except for that's with. not true though because he erased his past he is no longer legally or ever was ethan young but so even Grady, if he, the u.s marshal knows that yeah and so he does have some he has but grady can't even protect him that's why owen didn't go back to him if, he, he did not go back to him because grady actually if you guys didn't know this but you didn't because you didn't read the book that's why you're here <laughs> okay we read it for you <laughs> Grady, the reason why Owen does not tell Grady that he is vanished, Grady had to find out on his own. That's why he inserts himself into this case because he told Owen that he would protect him. Owen did not ask Grady to protect Hannah or Bailey because when they first went into it, he there was a problem. There was a mishap and he almost got exposed. 
He almost, his whole identity almost got exposed. So Grady, who works for the government, can't even keep this man safe. How's he going to keep me safe? Okay, but I'm just saying that if someone, if their reasoning was like they literally were reporting on a criminal to put Mm -hmm. them away for their own safety and their child's own safety, Mm -hmm. I would not feel threatened by being with that person. I guess, yes, you you have a choice of what you want your life to look like. You can say, you know what? I don't want to live in fear. (laughs) She's already basically a millionaire making wood carvings. True. <laughs> she never even thought she'd get married in the first place. I would be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. Keep moving, sweetie. I'd be like, you know what? Let me find someone who is not running. Yes. From people who could kill him. You know what? Fair enough. I just think if you fell in love with somebody, I think it'd be really hard. Also, he would be asking her to also continue to lie to Bailey if he chose not to tell well, Bailey, but tell I, her. Part of my question is why, like, that's what, why I think this plot got a little weak at this mm. point. I'm like, you could tell Bailey. Yeah. I feel like you could have told Bailey. She's yeah. 16 now. You could tell her the truth. About- and then it wouldn't have crushed her mm-hmm. to find out all this truth. Like, oh, my real name is Kristen. Kristen. My mother's name is Kate. I have a family I never knew about who are bad people. Right. Like, you know. But she's also, so she's having to figure all this out from Hannah now. And she is not, so she doesn't get to see her dad. She's She doesn't even find this all out from her dad. Yeah. And so basically that's the big reveal. So the story ends essentially with Hannah goes and actually meets Nicholas Bell because she tries to make a deal with him. Mm. So she says, you know what? You can be involved in your granddaughter's life and I will make sure that we you can see her and that we can be all together if you protect us. If yeah. you basically call off all those people mm-hmm. who are looking for Owen and looking for us, she goes, please protect us. He says, I will protect you too, but I will not protect Owen. Yeah. Because he basically feels like his son-in-law turned him in. His yeah. son-in-law cheated, him, cheated on him, like essentially it was like you were sneaky also he said though that even if he did want to turn them off owen he couldn't because not him hurting him turning in nicholas bell also exposed almost everybody else he they all took a big hit right and so like so even if i wanted to call them off they're not going to yeah so he basically was like owen turned on this whole family owen was two-faced and like so basically he's just fuming at owen he's like Mm -hmm. no i will not I will not try to protect him. I won't even, I can't, but I won't even try. Mm-hmm. And so, but he says, but yeah, I can, I can ask them to leave you two alone kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's the way the story ends is basically the Hannah and Bailey are protected. They're good to go. So they leave back to Sausalito. They move. And then there's like an eight year. It's a, it's a five, eight, maybe 10 years later. It's not even like <laughs> really time time Something later. But it basically does a flash forward of the last and only time you see them ever interact with Owen again. Yes. So, and with that, it, but the thing is that only Hannah gets to, because they have this acceptance that they're never going to see Owen again. Right. If they want Owen to be alive, he's always going to be running. Ethan. Ethan Owen. You know, <laughs> Ethan he's, Owen. he's Owen Michaels now, but he'll always be running and he can't be with them if he wants to keep them safe and he knows that and so basically hannah is at basically not an art show but an art show for her work where she's displaying her work and tons of people can come she's standing there and somebody bumps into her and all the papers you know fall to the ground but she sees him coming but she thinks she's second guessing it she notices this man is coming towards her he's got buzzed hair his nose looks like it's been punched he's got tattoos on his arm nothing like owen used to look right but what she sees is the same as that he has this ring that she specifically made them, you know, f- with her woodworking. <laughs> and she's like, there's no one else that like could be. Right. And he bumps into her and he just says something that only she would know mm-hmm. that 
could that it could be owen right you know he said the boys that got away still love you Mm -hmm. and that was like this inside joke from the very like their second date of basically he would refer to all of the guys that she was with or dated before him and was saying that they were the could have been boys and he was saying he was so thankful that for them that they never worked out because and it ended up that Mm -hmm. they could work out and he said and in that moment when he bumps into her he says it so straight face because he knows that people are still watching people are always going to be watching hannah to see if he comes back yeah and so he's not really looking at her he's staying like so but he says the could have boys still love you because now he knows that he is now a could have been boy and so she tries her hardest to not make a face they just nod at each other he gives her back the papers and he walks away and then in comes bailey and a new boyfriend and she's older and the thing that is my favorite thing about this book is the she walks up to bailey comes in she walks up to hannah and all she says is she's like mom she's calls her mom now like she looks she's like that is my mom Mm -hmm. i almost cried oh it's the last word of the book and i was like she calls her mom i see she won her trust she is a mother okay she is a mother but crazy and i wonder if like throughout like do you think that maybe he'll do that bunch of times i don't know because i feel like you can only do that so many times you have to be very careful if you're truly because the whole point is hannah was debating back and forth okay whether she should go into this witness protection program with bailey and they would disappear and that way owen maybe at some point would come back to grady the u.s marshal and also enter the witness protection program and then they could all be a family together and but they would have to basically erase their lives and so owen would have to know that he would need to go into the witness protection program to find them and so she just felt like owen would rather have them bailey living the life she had living with her in her uh state and at her school and just continuing on with her 16 year old life she hannah felt like owen would rather have that life for bailey Mm -hmm. and her dad not a part of it and which she was right which she was right but also i'm just like that's psycho you guys should just go into the witness protection program but the reason all be a family yeah but the reason she didn't is she just had a feeling he didn't want that because otherwise he would have immediately went to grady and said i need a new identity i need a new one for my he would have just done that but that's what i'm saying is this is a weak freaking plot if that's true because then you're telling me that a biological father who truly loves his kid, like absolutely yeah. loves them, want, is in their life up until this point, has done everything he's done to protect her, mm. would rather not get to live life with his daughter for the rest of his days and yeah. the woman that he loves versus all of them just going to the witness protection program? I think it's just because he didn't trust it anymore. I think he thought it would fail him. He's like, it almost failed me the first time. After all this exposure, yeah, he's like, I am most definitely thinking that it's not going to work the second time. So he just felt like it was safer for Hannah and Bailey to live their lives, continue as they are and not have to feel like they're on the run or whatnot. I don't know. He was definitely caring about them more than he cared about himself, which is, I think, a good thing. But also, don't you think Bailey would want to know her dad? Like if she knows her dad's alive and out there. I, but that's what I was thinking. I was like, I feel like maybe they'll get connected again. Ooh. Or maybe he'll introduce himself as somebody else Sequel. since he doesn't look like. Oh, we're writing it. <laughs> Check out our new book. Check out WhatsApp. The next thing he told <laughs> me. <or> whatever. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> but OK, so that was the book. What did you think? Final thoughts. Give it a rating. I 
actually love the book. I do wish that there was a better ending, a more exciting twist. Um, but other than that, I think I would give this book a four out of five stars just because I loved the mystery. Um, and I would, I would recommend it. It's a fun read. Yeah. I would say I did not like it as much as you did. I liked it until the halfway point. I really, it had me, it was interesting. I was hooked and then I, it just fell flat for me for some mm. reason. I just felt like I was, anno- I was like annoyed to be finding a lot of plot yeah. holes and loopholes that I felt like distracted me from the actual story and characters. Like yeah. up until that point, I was hooked. Yeah. So I would honestly give it like a two and a half out of. Oh my <laughs> But goodness. I also think it's a perfect such a simple like it's a great beach read it's yeah. a really nice vacation read it's something if you don't want to be on your phone if you don't want to be watching a show and you are like no i want to get back into reading or this is a great book because yeah. i think it really is interesting it's engaging and it's just like a fun follow like whodunit mystery type book yeah. so that's what i would say and that was the last thing he told me by Laura Dave. Wow. Ms. Dave. Ms. Dave. <laughs> well, you guys, um, we hope you enjoyed. We hope you like this book. Um, tell us your thoughts. We want to know what you think. Give us a freaking five star. And follow us. <laughs> um, it actually does help a lot with people finding the podcast. So just click that five star button. Come on. And um, smash the like. Sorry. <laughs> Check out our YouTube channel. No, um, but also, if you have books that you would like us to read or books that you have been wanting to read that you just haven't got around to and you're like, I really do want to know what that book is about. Tell us because we'll yeah. read it for you. Yep. And we'll give us our you uh, will give you our honest feedback on it. Yep. Check out our Instagram. Put it in the comments below. Yep. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.